Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral. I'm Nate. I'm Remy. And we are the only anime podcast that listens when you think we're not listening. We're on there. We're <laughs> on the boards. We're on the posts. And we're in your closet. We're always watching. Uh, and we have your best interests in mind, dear listener, dear friend, who we value so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really concerned. I'm I've been uh, going onto your computer and deleting the Konosuba episodes that you've been downloading. It's it's for your own good, okay? Just stop. <laughs> it's not good for your brain, man. All right. It is the last week of March. Remy, tell me what you've been reading recently. Uh, I've been reading all kinds of anime this uh, last week. You know, I read, uh, let's see, I read some uh, more Kiriru Kill Me. Uh, I read a series called Jugoku no Alice, Alice in Hell. That's some wild shit. I hope we didn't talk about that one before because that's so wild. That's uh, <laughs> that's about the the uh, semi-post-apocalyptic world. Right, It's about yes, this yes. sniper boy. It's <laughs> really good. But I, I read... Look, this wasn't because of you. Okay, I started reading this before you told me that you watched Battle Royale, but I did read a new death game called Family Rivalry Killing Battle. Great name. Really not a mouthful at all. Uh, you know, I think the best part is that it does not give away what the series is about at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, look, this is basically like Lost. You you think you know at the first episode, but you do not know. It goes places. But it just really reminded me how much I love uh, death games. I love the format. I love the different angles they take. Well, you once uh, you once told me that death games were basically the found footage of uh, manga and anime genres, right? Sort of. Uh, there's a million of them, and not all of them are great. Oh no, most of them are bad. <laughs> but uh, it is a it is a love of yours. Yes, it is one of my favorite horror subgenres, uh, and I love the subgenres of the subgenres. Um, the family rivalry killing battle is sort of the sub-sub-genre of Death Game that's all about, like, a central mystery that needs to be unraveled. And uh, the central mystery of Family Rivalry Killing Battle is, uh, it's fine. It's okay. It's, it's satisfying enough. If you if you get into it eventually, you'll you'll find out it's it's fairly similar to uh, genre standard fare. It's uh, you know uh, a family wakes up um, and their town is mysteriously deserted except for a handful of other families in their neighborhood, and they all come together. And as is uh, subgenre standard, um, a creepy mascot appears and starts assigning them uh, various cutesy games to play, and uh, the results turn out to be very fatal. Uh, if you fuck up a, a game like um, karaoke at some point, uh, okay. they play yeah. battle tops, <laughs> uh, things like that. They play ring toss to kick everything off. Very high intensity ring toss that ends up with grandma dying. That's a, you know, yeah, you, you fucked up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? It, uh, when your hands get all sweaty like that, you can really fuck it up. I mean, I assume that they have like a, like one of those carnival shooting game gallery shooting game uh versions of the death game right it's like a okay, thing yes. with the cork guns sure sure the cork gun and of course you know another staple of the death game i would i would be loath to to remiss is uh the uh the old uh russian roulette mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. shows up <laughs> quite a lot classic uh, i would say a, a lot of times it's a, a little bit misunderstood 
Um, you know, there is uh, Kakaguri is sort of falls on the uh, debt version of the death game, the less lethal version. But uh, in Kakaguri, they do do an incredibly elaborate version uh, Russian roulette at one point uh, with the girl who is extremely horny for killing herself. Um, that's fun. Go go watch uh, Kakaguri. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned the girl that's that's horny for killing herself because that's going to come up again later when I talk about uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. FLCL progressive. But, oh hell yeah, uh, we'll get hell to that. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, not not a not an uncommon trope in the death game. The uh, girl who's horny for killing herself. Uh, no, I think there was one in in battle royale for sure. I'm trying to think. What's your what's your favorite style of death game? Do you like it when they get creative with the challenges? <clears throat> Or, like, you know, I don't know what the extreme end of the spectrum is, but, like, on one end you have Battle Royale, which is just like, hey, everybody, go kill each other. No rules. Yeah. Um, uh, and then on the other end you have stuff where it's like, okay, uh, there are there are special rules a la um, Squid Game, which is a death game. Uh, everybody loved Squid Game when I was on Netflix. Yes. Remember that? Uh, yeah, I actually skipped that one. Yeah, I didn't watch it's it kind either. Kind of a big hole, <laughs> big hole in my death game. <laughs> Strange big hole in my death game uh, knowledge. Uh, you know, it's funny about Squid Game. As much as I know, it actually follows a pretty similar uh, a pattern to Family Rivalry Killing Battle, which is like children's games made deadly. Uh huh. And that's fun. I mean, that's kind of okay. I, you know, people like the juxtaposition of the cutesy shit and the murder. You know, uh, very famously, As the Gods Will starts with a game of Dharma Fall Down, which is basically like, you know, red light, green light. Yeah, that was um, the in one of the first chapter challenges that you gave me way back when. Uh, you yes, gave me the first yes. chapter of As the Gods Will. As the Gods Will is fantastic. Well, so, uh, you know, the, the death games kind of boil down to a couple different versions. There is the death game that is about money, and those are, uh, like, very heavily, like, the gambling sub-sub-genre. Uh, and there's a lot of those. Kaiji is a very famous example, and it's good. They made a live-action version of that as... Uh, some at some point when we loop back around to live action versions of anime, like we'll talk about Kaiji because that's actually a really good one. Um, and of course, uh, stuff like Kakeguri, like I mentioned, and uh, Liar Game is a very famous one. There's a there's a few more. There's a couple famous ones. U- Usagoi, I think I'm pronouncing that right, is a very famous one. And those are obviously uh, less less violent usually, uh, but n- no less high stakes because the implication of the debt game is usually that they'll like turn your organs into meat or something or they'll make you homeless yeah sell you sell you for parts and stuff like that yeah sell you for parts uh, sell you to the yakuza or whatever. Yeah, yeah 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 well yeah i imagine that the debt game sub sub genre would favor more towards like the uh what do you call it specific challenge type of type of death game where you have to do a specific task or perform an action play a game of some kind right win a game of poker well yeah it's usually the twist in those tends to be like you take a a very uh bog standard uh like betting game like a like a poker Mm -hmm. or something even more mundane like kakiguri they do one that's just the memory game but then they up the stakes either in a couple different ways like in kakiguri the memory game they bet on fingernails 
which is pretty intense. I mean, that's that's intense. Uh, and in like in in kaiji, they play rock paper scissors. But the spin in that, and this is a pretty common one, is that they complicate rock paper scissors to the point where it becomes like a total like mind game, like a mind fuck kind of thing, where they're playing rock paper scissors with uh, playing cards that have the rocks, the papers, and the scissors on them, and it becomes a game of uh, like gaming out people's cards outside of actually playing the game wait hold on how do they play it with cards like do they have to draw randomly from the deck no you start off with a hand of cards uh which is starts off the game as a balanced hand of cards Uh and when you challenge somebody to a game you both walk up you place your card face down and then you flip right right rock paper scissors sure but as the game progresses the meta game also progresses to the point where the game really becomes hoarding specific cards and trading cards out and uh trying to corner teams that have a monopoly on certain cards because you know like this the big strategy is like well if you have every single rock on deck like you're golden right you've suddenly gamed the point where you can win any hand right um because you know what's going down uh, so it becomes a lot of mental games, and that is a huge aspect of the the debt game. There's also uh, on the other extreme, the other kind of death game, obviously, is the saw game. Oh, the survival game. Yeah, uh, which becomes uh, very creative ways to put people in torture devices, basically. And it's always like much like in the later Saw movies, it's all about mm-hmm. trying to get players to like give up their own individual morality. Well, you've seen you've seen most of the Saw movies, right? I've seen every single Saw movie. Which do you think would be the best uh. one to turn into an anime? Um, well, I mean, the the very famous one is uh, once you get into the middle section, that's where you have players playing against each other. I mean, obviously, two is when they're locked in the mansion and they all have to kind of, quote unquote, cooperate to make it out of the mansion. Yeah. But uh, in the middle section, that's where you get like the pig slaughter game and the, the uh, skin freezing game and the carousel game, which is a great death game mm-hmm. where the guy has to decide like when the carousel ends and all the people on the carousel are screaming at him. Oh, I'm a <laughs> single mom. I, you can't kill me. I'm a single mom. Hey, he doesn't give a fuck. He, he he's agonizes a little bit, but he ends up killing his boss, which honestly, the American dream. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dare I live out the American dream? Well, I mean, so the first Saw movie isn't so much a death game, really, um, if you think about it, because all of the death game stuff we see in retrospect, it's all detectives, no. like, looking at the victims of the traps. Yes. So yes. if we were adapting one, it would have to be... Uh, I would go with two. I think that's the most straightforward. Two is a fairly good one. I think of one as a very elaborate prank movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> jackass, but, like, taken to the nth degree. Sure. Yeah, like I said, like three or four, I think, uh, would be good. They get less so as you go on, especially when you get to the surgery arc. Um, but we don't we don't have to get into this, <laughs> the intricacies <laughs> of Saw. Uh, I think things like uh, Tomodachi game kind of starts off as a debt as a debt game and transitions into a, a, a Saw game where players are killing each other. That one actually encompasses. I think Tomodachi game is fantastic. 
um, because it's uh, it starts off as a, a death game and then it moves into a death game where players are like choosing each other and uh, gaming it out mentally and then it moves into a battle royale for a very large arc and then it moves back into a death game and then it moves into a survival struggle which is an entirely other thing that doesn't come up very often but that's more of like uh, players are left in the wilderness with only a certain amount of resources and they have to try not to break mentally and start killing each other kind of death game um, which is always fun that's a good twist so it's kind of like a pan genre traveler yeah it's it's really great I really like Tomodachi game. Hey, shout out Tomodachi game. If you're looking for like a real genre bender of a thriller, like Tomodachi game is like, uh, it gets a little egregious with the fat titty shit later on, but you know what? Whatever, whatever. It, you know, we, we don't have to do a disclaimer every time there's fat titty shit, right? Uh, Can we just make the assumption that it, it happens sometimes? Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, we have, we have yeah. to, um, I've got, I've got a lot of stuff to say about fat titty shit, but that'll come up later. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's interesting, uh, is they kind of split down the middle here. Like no matter what kind of killing or debt or whatever you get into, there's only really two reasons to hold a death game. And, uh, they really, really interesting. The, the absolute polarity of it is like, one version of a death game is some mysterious entity behind the scene is uh, trying to get revenge, usually on classmates or bullies or their shitty boss or, you know, something like that. And uh, the thrust of those death games are usually like, there is no winner. You're, you're all fucked. That's King's Game. King's Game 1 and 2. Those are very brutal by the way, I'm I I feel like I should clarify that is a different thing than ranking of kings, correct? That is a very different thing of <laughs> very uh, dear different. listener, our friend, do not get those two things confused. No, absolutely not. Do not sit down for a heartwarming time with uh, your family or girlfriend and end up with King's Game. That will be a very bad time. But then on the other hand, you have stuff like Platinum End, which is by the Death Note offer. I think it's what they did, the big thing they did right afterwards, where it's about very high-level mental play going on between people who have been assigned guardian angels, and they have to compete against each other using their guardian angel powers to become god and you'd think that's like a very specific thing but to become god is basically the point of half of all death games i mean it's uh, kind of the point of half of all manga they fucking bring it up in sono bisque doll at one point <laughs> yeah you're either killing a god or you're becoming a god i mean it's a it's a rough deal either way it doesn't seem fun to become God or kill God. It's kind of a hassle. It's a huge hassle. Uh, actually, no, I've got, uh, this has this has uh, legs for, for one of several light novel or, or possibly um, visual novel game. That time I yeah. became a God, but uh, just wanted to hang around and do my own thing. That's the title. The, <laughs> that one time I became a God, but used my God powers to pick up high school girls. <laughs> too, uh, too close to <laughs> oh. home. Oh man! Oh, There's boy. too many out there that are already uh, that exact premise. Pr pretty much, yeah. But it's—I always think that's very funny. There's also some where it's kind of the same. I feel like Gantz walks the line between like you're all fucked and you're going to become God sometimes. Gantz um, from okay, I'm not—I've never been huge into the death game subgenre. Um, it's never really kind of hit me. 
in the right place to make me come back over and over again. I like Battle Royale. Sure, sure. I, I thought I know it was a good movie. I know it's a specific movie. flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from an outsider perspective, especially Gantz, it all just looks like misery porn to me. Okay, so there. this is another big divide. There is the uh, revenge and become God uh, divide. There is also the just absolute grim misery porn uh, sort of like more uh, humanity redemption mystery side. There is a big divide between those two things. I think, again, As the God's Will is kind of one of the best death games ever made because it does both of those things and it does them fairly well. It never gets to the point where it is just abjectly torturing its characters, uh, but it does get very, very grim. But it also spends a lot of time trying to reinvest in its characters to make, like, you know, these are people fighting against losing their humanity, and they're showing that is a fight that is winnable, even in the face of uh, insurmountable odds, as cheesy as that sounds. I like that kind of cheese. I'm a sucker for that kind of cheese. I love that shit. I, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. why you love that. But to have it be a genre mainstay and have it keep happening again and again, like trying to hit that same emotional note in all sure. of these different series, like that gets too much for me. It can be intense. I, I cannot deny that. It can get really intense. Well, I don't even like Gantz very much. I, I used it as an example, but I do find that one to be particularly uh, on the side of misery porn, especially because it's like, uh, I mean, this happens in a, a lot of anime, a lot of manga. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend it doesn't. Uh, even stuff I like sometimes, but like, the first few chapters of Gantz, like the the same chick gets raped like three times. It's just like, come on, man. Like, ugh, ugh, God, it just fucking sucks. Uh, Gantz, uh, get your shit together, man. Like for real. It's not. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. No, I don't like it's that cool. either. Not good. Not good. Um, I think what's interesting is like uh, death games becoming incorporated into other kinds of series. For example, there is a death game sitting right in the middle of Hunter Hunter, which I, I, I find uh, absolutely charming. They just do a death game arc. They take a, they just take a beat to do a death game arc right in the middle there. Jujutsu Kaisen is doing sort of a death game arc right now. Uh, so I think it's uh, it's kind of cool when that just I don't know gets mixed into my other flavors. It's some peanut butter chocolate type shit. Sure. Uh, well, okay. So is One Piece done a death game arc? Oh, One Piece must have done a death game. I, arc. They've been around yeah. for like eleven hundred chapters at this point. Like they must have it, have done everything. You know, there is there is so much One Piece that I'm actually having a hard time mentally going back through it. Um, and picking out whether they've done a death game. Honestly, I think uh, Luffy is t like too much of an anarchist to do a death game. He would, uh, his his and his crew would always immediately rebel against the cute mascot, uh, the little teddy bear or the children's doll or what have you. Uh, the mas the guy in the mascot suit. Take your pick. <laughs> um, I can't think of one, but they must have. They must have. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe that's the one, the one subgenre that One Piece hasn't touched at this point. It could be. It could be. Uh, I mean, again, to my knowledge, there is just an entire arc of One Piece where they just—it's just in Japan. They just stop being pirates, and they're 
they're just in Japan for a while. Well, the last arc was fantasy Japan Island. Um, they wear kimonos. They use uh, samurai swords. Though uh, Zoro was already using samurai swords, but whatever, whatever. I think they should have stuck with that. You know, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not a One Piece guy. I've never really gotten into it. But uh, if they can do that, they should have just done like, okay, every island is a new genre now. I am uh, delighted to inform you that that is already the case, my man. <laughs> All right, that is already the case. You want Western One Piece? You got it. You want. Uh, uh, Little Mermaid One Piece, you got it. You want a uh, fucking horror One Piece, you got it. You want uh, like cool revenge story One Piece, you got it. Jailbreak, you got it. You got anything you can ask for except apparently Death Game. All right. Uh, I'm I'm open. I'm open to be corrected there if somebody wants to shout out the Death Game arc. They kill God a couple times actually as well. <laughs> just uh, not a Death Game, but they just do that. Is it, it the same God? Did they kill twice, no, or did they kill different no, no, gods? No. Uh, they kill different gods. Okay. A couple different gods. All right. That makes <laughs> more know. sense. Sometimes it's a guy pretending to be god. Sometimes it's like a godlike figure. But they're killing gods. Left and right over here. And I think uh, Record of Ragnarok has the monopoly on killing gods. Well, you know, you'd think that, but honestly, there's only been, shit, uh, six, seven fights so far and the gods uh haven't lost all of those the fight between humanity and the gods is currently tied four to four uh so uh <laughs> you know one piece probably still has the 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 lead there uh well we'll see you know one piece doesn't have a whole lot of time left from my understanding well they say that but i mean come on like when oda says i'm wrapping it up he probably means like within the next six or seven years before the feds come for him. Before whatever is hiding in his closet just finally comes out. <laughs> He's got to get it done before that. Though I think One Piece is like uh, one of the mega banks. It's too big to fail at this point. So uh, like the government would step in and like bail out One Piece. Okay, here, here let's wrap it up. Let me just give you the rundown, okay? These All are right, a few real quick. Give us the rundown. Games. Just like, I love putting together these lists and I love making recommendations because um, obviously you don't know how to dress yourself, let alone fucking uh, find anime and manga that's actually good. So check this shit out, my friends. Uh, you're going to want to check out King's Game 1 and 2. Uh, you're going to want to read As the Gods Will 1 and 2. Get on that shit. You're going to want to read Future Diary. Kind of trashy, but still get on that shit. You are going to want to get on Kaiji, uh, at least the first arc on the boat, because that shit is good. You want to get on Tomodachi Game. That shit is good. Uh, Liar Game is okay, though the art is fucking strange sometimes. Uh, Danganronpa, that goes without saying. Everybody loves Danganronpa already. Platinum End, if you're jonesing for, like, more de Death Note and, like, the good Death Note, you know, before uh, before L dies. Um, Battle Five Seconds After Meeting, if you want more of a Shonen-flavored death game, you're talking teenagers developing superpowers and getting into battles and shit. It's fun. It's fun. And it has the death game flavor. Uh, Kakiguri, uh, probably the horniest on this list, and I'm not... Uh, saying that's a positive um, or negative, you know, take it as you will, but also has uh, that great MAPPA anime on Netflix. And you know what? I hate to say it, bro. Kakeguri, purely animation-wise, is superior to, like, anything else MAPPA's done. It is the best work they've ever put out. Not, not saying anything about the story, but uh, pure animation, you're going to want to check that shit out. 
And weirdly enough, even though I I do not like the Fate series, there's a lot of bad Fate, like a metric shit ton of bad Fate out there. Fate Zero, pretty pretty good, actually. Like weird and good. Uh, go forth, anime freaks, and uh, enjoy Death Game. All right. Okay, let me let me catch my breath. Let's take a break. <laughs> Welcome back. We're going to talk about anime. Are you fucking ready for some anime talk? God, I'm so ready. Holy shit. Nate's ready. I'm ready. Because we actually, like, weirdly enough, watched anime. Isn't that weird? I didn't watch any anime. I read some anime, and I watched some manga. Okay, you read some anime. Uh, so, which I'm, I'm very excited about because it means you finally learned how to read. Very excited about that. It's true. It was a long and arduous process, but I finally know how to read uh, uh, text put together by by 4chan scan teams. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Literacy down. Books are up, baby. <laughs> Continuing our endless series about horniness in anime, I just want to bring up that I watched anime, and unfortunately, I watched at the behest of a friend uh, who is no longer a friend of mine. We're not gonna name names, but they're not welcome at the anime store anymore. God, you know who you are, and you've done this to me. Uh, you must suffer the consequences, but this friend made me, insisted, in fact, that I watched uh, the first episode of Food Wars. Uh, you're familiar with this, right? It's a, it's a food shonen. So I'm familiar with it about as far as that comes concept i mean food and cooking is a personal hobby of mine but uh, i'm i'm confused exactly how horny can food get well you know i kind of assumed because you know food food shonen isn't exactly a, a new thing there's other food shonen there was a food shonen on fox kids when i was uh, a little a little anime nerd growing up it was called fighting foodons i don't know if that was the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Japanese title, but I, un- that's what it was. I'm unfamiliar with fighting food odds, though. That's a very funny it was. Uh, it's very fun. It's a. It was a fighting tournament anime Hell about yeah. chefs that would um, uh, they when they cook stuff, it, it would come alive and turn into like a battle monster, basically. Oh, dope! Hell yeah! <laughs> it was very fun. That shrimp did fry that rice, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I'm more familiar with uh, stuff like Toriko, you know, Food Hunter. Uh, stuff like, uh, you know, speaking of fate, there's that show that's weirdly enough just a spinoff where it's the fate characters like buying ingredients for that night's dinner, which is like, a, you know, the kind of the slice of life kind of thing. There's a very yeah. funny parody of them in Helk. Uh, which somebody should finally read besides me. And uh, Trigger is coming out with that Dungeon Meshy show. Yes, which, oh my god, it's going to be great. But uh, Food Wars, I had kind of assumed, I had heard, you know, the you know, there's horny food anime, whatever. And you kind of assume we're going back to, like, Matrix 2, right, where she eats the cake and it's, like, like orgasmic, right? Uh, that's kind of what yeah, I... Yeah, the famous Matrix orgasm yes, cake. Yes, the Merovingian. The Hall of Famer. You're such a fucking nerd. Hall of Famer, weird friend guy so i assumed it was kind of like that like okay so you know it's a kid and he makes really good food right it's it's good food's Uh so good it's like almost orgasmic what i didn't realize is that it takes that as literally as you could possibly imagine this kid in one episode makes like 
three separate people like literally come their pants from like eating his fried rice. Like uh, it is wild. I mean, I hate to I hate to break it to you, dude, because you don't really do a whole lot of cooking on your own. But <laughs> that's literally just the way it is. Is that the end goal? Is is that what Emerald was like driving towards? Why do you think he keeps saying "bam"? <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's what's the guy's name uh, from uh, the Battle Show? The guy, oh, the guy um, who has the, the samurai chairman. sword. Yeah, the chairman. Yeah, he's just called the chairman. <laughs> that's what I don't. I uh, that's what must be what he was talking about all that time, right? Actually, hold on. If we could back up just very briefly, yeah. Master Chef, absolutely a death game. Wow. Yeah, they slice him up at the end when you lose and turn you into the next meal. It's really fucked. <laughs> really fucked up. Soy like green type shit. Okay, so this kid makes like just the absolutely best fucking orgasmic food in the world. Yes, and literally makes women come with his food, which is very strange because uh, there's like a again not strange. Listeners, Remy does not know what he's talking about, but that is literally just how it works. It is totally normal that a 15 year old would make a, a, a potato dish that makes a grown ass woman rip her clothes off and like masturbate in front of him. That's totally normal. And in fact, it happens all the time. I do it sometimes, you know, we all, we've all we all done it. I had some really great dumplings the other day. I just stripped <laughs> my fucking clothes off right in the store. That's why you're not allowed to eat lunch at the anime store anymore. They, they keep me away from spicy mayo uh, for that exact reason. <laughs> but you know, it's like, th- what's weird is um, he, in the first episode, he cooks a food that is so bad. He puts peanut butter on a squid tentacle and it's actually so bad that it causes a girl to get squid tentacle raped. Uh, seemingly metaphorically, but uh, very literally in the uh, in the show. Oh, I don't like that yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> you, t- you took this to an uncomfortable hey, place. I, look, look, I, I <laughs> gotta keep it real, my man. <laughs> this is, this is uh, some strange shit, strange <laughs> shit. So he has it on both ends. He makes go- food that is so good you come, and he makes food that is so bad you that you get sexually assaulted you get sexually assaulted by the phone oh no yeah so again i mean this is like this is horny crimes uh i'm gonna have to put food wars in jail for horny crimes uh i'm sorry if you like this show but uh you are a material witness to a horny crime um and you will be brought to trial you heard we're coming for you folks we're coming for uh, you watch out horny criminals yeah yeah but i mean like uh it but this happens all the time i mean you watch something that is extremely horny too right well uh, nice segue there <laughs> i mean it's unavoidable it's unavoidable well i actually it's funny i was trying to find a way to connect it because uh, first of all we're talking about horny <laughs> so obviously the, the first show. thing that you think of yeah this is the horny show now uh first thing you think of it's like who's the horniest out there uh 14 years year old boys right easily easily olympic level horny uh and when you think uh when you try and put that into the context of anime you you get fully coolie uh which you know you've watched i've watched a number of times yeah sleeper sleeper in the genre to be i know i know uh, totally unheard of. Very underrated. No, I mean, like, Not a lot I, of people talking I mean, about it. I mean, it. sleeper in the horny Olympics because, like, at first blush, you maybe you wouldn't say, like, 
Oh, well, you know, there's not a lot of fat titty in uh, Fooly Cooly, but look again, my man. The themes are all horny. Well, that's funny. It's like, it's um, it's uh, very much a, uh, it is the platonic ideal of horny versus the the actuality of horny that we get in most yes, anime, right? Yes, Th- Most shows are only surface level horny. That's about all they can deal with. Fooly Cooly is horny on a medic textual abstract layer of horniness and because of that i would say that it's fair to assume that for me and i'm sure a lot of other 14 year old boys the first time they watch fooly cooly it resonates quite a bit with them i think it actually uh it's it probably captures the vibe of being a teen boy better than any other shonen that i've ever seen Oh, I would agree. I think it is incredibly successful when it comes to that. Yeah, it does. It's great. It's a very important series to me. I've watched it and I've I've pondered on it quite a bit over the years. You've brooded on it, (laughs) which, you know, honestly, if you ask the creators, that's probably the last thing that they would have wanted you to do. (laughs) That's what I thought until uh, I watched the sequel series, which is, you know, uh, for those of you not in the know, uh, Adult Swim, uh, almost 20 years after its initial release, uh, commissioned not one but two additional six-episode seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sequel seasons to Fooly Cooly, titled FLCL Progressive and Alternative, uh, respectively. Right. So I just finished watching Progressive, which was the first one to air in America on Adult Swim in 2018. Okay, what is it? Because I don't even know anything about it. I haven't even looked it up. So can you lay it out for me? I don't know anything about this. So it is, you know, it is a sequel to Fooly Cooly. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, very much in every sense of the word. It is the story of Hidomi, uh, who is a uh, depressed, loner, uh, middle schooler in Mabase Prefecture uh, in Tokyo. Yeah. Heavy chonin disease. Exactly. You know, the the first episode opens up with her giving a monologue to the audience about how she doesn't have any idea in an existential sense of what she wants to be. She doesn't know, like, more, like, not even what career she wants to grow up to do. Like, she doesn't know if she wants to be happy, if she wants to be, like, an angry person. She doesn't know what kind of being she wants to be, which I think is, you know, uh, that was a strong start for me. I That resonated a little bit. Okay, okay. Some existentialism right off the bat. Yeah, but then it gets totally sidelined by just an assault of nostalgia because the first image you see is the, you remember from the original series, on the top of the hill in the town, there's the giant uh, building that looks like a clothes iron, yes, right? Yes, the, the very famous iron, yeah. Uh, the med- the medical mechanica building mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the first thing you see in progressive is eight of those cool uh coming at you <laughs> laid over uh the pillows by the way the pillows are back new pillows or old pillows uh, old pillows 90s 90s tracks so they didn't re-record stuff oh that's kind of a shame no well no they did do a couple re-records um they did uh, a re-record of thank you my twilight um, which is the version that plays over the first episode in the intro when she's giving her uh, nihilism monologue. 
and uh, you see all these giant medical mechanica clothes irons, you know, uh, essentially coming at her in a showdown style uh, sense. I'm, I'm getting too into details, but uh, essentially this is, all ends up being a dream sequence where she fu- as she turns into a robot that looks reminiscent of Canty from the first series and fights all these giant irons. And then she wakes up in her bed and goes on about how much she hates being a middle schooler where in a town where nothing happens, you know, Chunin disease. Couldn't even be contained by the dream, spilled out into real life. Yeah. Okay. And so from that point on, it ends up being more or less a... Uh, I'm not going to say beat for beat, but very much a recreation in general tone um, and and major story events of the original series. You know, you have uh, a kooky uh, space lady that shows up and hits her with a vehicle, uh, and then uh, that makes a robot come out of her forehead. Naturally. Uh, happens. And, like... What kind of tipped me off that maybe they were being pretty on the nose with it is that it happens in the exact same way and location as in the original series. Same bridge. It does the same thing where she gets hit by the vehicle and and she's spinning around upside down and it goes black and white. You know, it does the comic, uh, the comic page thing. Yeah. So not fucking around. And so what we what it kind of turns into is the into a retelling of Fooly Cooly in a modern setting by the way um it's uh it's not made clear how much time has passed since the first series but i'm assuming it's contemporary because everyone has smartphones yeah kids be on their phones yeah kids be on their phones okay. for real yeah, yeah yeah um she lives with her single mom they work in a, a cafe her mom's her mom owns a cafe and uh this mysterious space lady shows up who is not haruko new character oh no and shows up and says watch out for haruko basically she says watch out for the vespa lady oh no and what all this builds to is that it is a retelling of the first series from the perspective of the female lead character you know the class president from nauta's class you remember that? You remember her? Oh, wow. I, I think of the female lead as someone quite different. But yeah, yes, I do remember. Well, okay. I, I would say the only female contemporary in Nauta's age in that series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yes, I remember yeah. her. Um, it's basically the series told from that character type's perspective. Uh, because there is you know definitely a Nauta parallel in her class who serves as the... Uh, you know, male counterpart of the series, and he has two shitty friends like Nauta did, uh-huh. which also I was not a fan of. Um, it, it got kind of weird because, like, his two shitty friends in this series are like one of them is half Latino, and the other one is like a, a chubby guy who cynically dresses in a non binary fashion because he thinks it'll make him more non-threatening to women huh what yeah yeah so he he um ide is uh the male lead character's name in progressive and his friend mori is like a chubby dude who wears like uh bright neon jumpers and a and a skirt he wears like a, a you know a female uniform skirt okay sure 
and he explains in the first episode that he does it because he thinks that dressing in a modern non-binary fashion will make him uh, less threatening and more attractive to women. So it's not because he likes it. No, again, it is a cynical move on his part to to try and make himself more approachable, I guess. Okay, I mean, I, I guess I can kind of... I okay. That, well, sh- it's that's not a great. It was that's the first choice. thing that really that really soured me. You know, put an ick on my tongue. For okay, the would you have preferred if he was the classic '90s best friend who was like constantly bringing porn mags into class? Well, that, I mean, that was <laughs> Nauta's best friend in the original yeah, series. I know, I know. He was that guy to a T. That's the 90s best friend. Now we've updated to this, like, weird queer baiting best friend. Yeah. Uh, not a great look okay. in, in my perspective. Right, right. And, and the other friend who is, uh, uh, makes mention that he's uh, half Latino, uh, also not treated super great. Uh, in terms of being ethnically sensitive. Uh, Please tell me they don't call him a food type. uh, (laughs) No. Okay, thank God. Uh, No, no, they don't uh, get into anything that bad. Oh, man, you really scared me. uh, His name is Marco, and he does exclaim in Spanish sometimes. Okay, sure, that's... I, that's fine. Anyway, so the the story is basically what if Haruko, you know, harassed this girl instead of that guy. Right. And there was a lot of places that they could have gone with that that would have been real interesting, but they really just stuck way too close to being like, hey, we're, we're just doing Fooly Cooly again from a slightly different perspective. And they didn't go super deep into what that meant. You know, and again, a big part of it is that obviously the se- the original series is just always going to mean more to me because I watched it when I was a shitty teen boy, like when you're supposed to. Yeah, and you're completely incapable of uh, developing empathy for women, obviously, because you're a man and, and we all know that's impossible. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> well, no, it, I, I can develop empathy for women. The writers of the show did not. You just choose not to. <laughs> Well, okay, you want to get into it because... Well, okay, no, I I am curious. Like, do you think they, they're playing with that? Do you think they're making that gender distinction and playing in an interesting way that maybe is is not connecting with you because uh, it's coming at it from that angle? Well, okay, so we got to get... This is hard to answer this is because complex. this is a complex. It, it's a very complex. It's a very complex topic for a shitposting con- yeah. uh, podcast. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. It, it's tough. But basically, okay. So this new character, uh, Jinru, I think her name was, who is like the she's like the good cop version of Haruko. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, she's like the polar opposite. She's very stern and collected, and always is like uh, trying to do like a cool one-liner instead of you know the Haruko anarchy right shtick. right the winking the winking thing she's a space cop yeah basically sure. well okay if we want to get broad terms one of the things that really disappointed me about the series is that uh like i was saying it does not go super hard conceptually and it spends way too much time like trying to go back and over explain all of the weird stuff from the original series uh, about like about like space cops and pirate like space pirates right. and why Haruko's trying to get inside uh, these kids' heads. Sure, right? Yeah, uh, it goes way too hard on its own lore. It gets way too self-referential, and it's just reboot disease. Yeah, 
Exactly. It's just trying to like do that. So you have this space cop and and she's trying to track down Haruko to stop her from from finding the space pirate king Atomsk, which was kind of like the background general structure uh-huh. of what the original Fooly Cooly was about, but I can't stress enough that that's not what mattered about that series. Yeah, it's not really what it was about. It's the set dressing. Exactly. Yeah. And and this was all like, well, hey, how can we build up the set dressing while trying to hit that same tone for people that we did in the original? And they settled on just doing a more elaborate set dressing and just putting it over the same script, basically. And And... It felt like they were being tongue-in-cheek, you know, on the nose about it Uh. at some points, but they never really brought that home in a meaningful way. Right. You know, and this is all broad-term stuff that I was just really not uh, pleased with about the series. There was some stuff that I liked. Uh, You know, I like some of those uh, Pillows re-recordings. Some of those tracks are real nice. Hell yeah. I mentioned before, but I really like that new version of Thank You, My Twilight, where it starts with, like, this little MIDI piano lick Uh uh, that's very cute. Dope. I gotta listen to that, at the very least. Well, you should. Yeah. Uh, I like some of the animation that they did. That's another thing. Um, It just did not have the same juice in the animation that the original series did. Yeah. I don't know if it was a a case of having not enough money this time or having too much money, but it did not have that same frantic, like, fever dream feel that the original series had. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, All of those people left and made Trigger. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, straight up, that's that is what happened. Well, uh, I mean, to their credit, uh, progressive and alternative were written, designed, and directed by the same uh, director and art director from the original series. Sure, sure, sure. They brought them back, yeah. but they weren't working with the same, you know, with the same team. Yeah, not the same staff. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, does anybody tweet? Okay. Nobody tweet. Uh, no, everybody's online. <laughs> they're online. Are they posting? Oh, yeah, they're posting. Okay, well, that's good. Um, you know, they're, they do that They do that thing. They try and do, like, a modern take on that thing from the original series, uh, you know, where, uh, trying to think of, like, the bit. I think there was, like, a newscaster bit in the original series uh, where, in the background, it's, like, you think it's just the news being read, and then it's slowly, the dialogue gets, like, weirder and weirder, and then you realize that the newscaster has morphed into Haruko. <laughs> yeah. They try and do do a modern take on that one where it's like people in a group text and slowly all of the group text uh, words get replaced by fooly cooly. Okay, that's kind of funny. See, like yeah. one of my things, I mean, putting aside the you can't just gender swap stuff because I, you know, I mean, the gender issues are very mm-hmm. complex and they're not the same for a boy and girl, obviously. But I think yeah. one of the other aspects that I thought was strange when they announced Real it, quick, that's why I, I segued into this whole thing, is because this series was surprisingly anti-horny, uh, especially compared to the first oh, one. Oh, okay, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only horny comes up is when Haruko is hitting on E-Day to make uh, the main girl jealous. So is she, but she's not horny for him. No, she's not. Well, uh, that's an interesting, and uh, I, I said we would get back to this one. Um, she is horny for killing herself. 
Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's like a, a hardcore nihilist and she has like uh, basically sex dreams about turning into a zombie and being devoured by other zombies. Wow. Uh um uh, wow. And and so so like that show Sankaria where the guy is all about fucking zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so at one point um she sees Ide the the male protag getting beat up by a robot and it like super turns her on. Wow. Cool. <laughs> and and that uh escalates uh the the robot fight in that episode because as we all know uh one of the one of the established rules from the original series is that being horny summons a robot out of your forehead right and the more horny you are the more powerful the robot is yes yeah 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 i mean that's oh man that's a that's another thing uh sorry they they go real deep into the like the mechanics of the the forehead teleporting oh and yeah, it's real. They, they spend a lot of time on that. I was real disappointed. Yeah, you, anyway, go ahead. You don't really need that. I, well, I was going to say there's like a couple things. You know, the, the gender thing, obviously, the sexuality stuff doesn't work the same way. Um, but like no. not including the sexuality stuff means is like a huge deviation from the first show. Because the first show, like we said, is all about horny. I mean, that's the point of the show. Well, one of the main points of the show. The other, the you other know, thing... To, uh, to quote Buddha from Record of Ragnarok, the point of the first show is, um, let me help you cope with your puberty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but the other thing I was very confused about or, or concerned about when I heard about it is that um, 90s, very pointedly, 90s teenage angst is not 2020 teenage angst. I mean, uh, times have changed. I obviously I am uh, not a teenager. Well, kids be on their phones. Yeah, kids be on their phones now. I mean, it's not the same kind of angst. There are different flavors to it, and I feel like you can't just reskin. You can't just copy paste because these kids are having a wildly different teenage years than we did. That definitely shows through. Um, although I can't, I can't speak for for Japanese teenagers. <laughs> you, you go ahead, try. <laughs> I will not, sir. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, Coward. Well, it's funny you bring up the 90s thing because uh, Adult Swim has commissioned two more six-episode seasons of Fooly Cooly. Right. This time they're going to be subtitled Grunge and Shoegaze. Oh, no. Respectively. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, well, let me ask so you this. So you may get some of that 90s angst you're, you're talking about. Well, it is nostalgic hill shot. Uh, cause like, I, well, that's what I'm saying. The first episode of Progressive is all nostalgia. It hits you with all the beats yeah. and tries to make you like, hey, remember Fooly Cooly? Uh, and remember how somebody once on a forum said that we should do it from that girl's perspective? Well, we're we're doing that. Um, also, Haruko's back. I didn't make that clear, but uh, Haruko and uh, spoilers, but Canty at the end are the only two returning characters from the original series, which is one of the things that I did like about it. I liked that they tried to just say, no, we're doing, you know, Haruko is the kind of the linchpin of the series. We can't get rid of her, but we're doing new characters, new setting, kind of, you know, new time frame at least. Um, and we're not going to reference at least directly any of the characters or stuff that happened in the original series. Okay, okay. Well, let me just hit you with a few questions here. Rapid fire, right? Okay, first of all... All right, rapid fire, and let's take a break. What's your favorite thing that they did? Uh, using that re-record of Thank You, My Twilight as the opening track on the 
uh, on the first episode Dope. because it, like I said, it starts with this cute little MIDI piano yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. riff, and then it goes into the you know guitar and distortion and all that, and then they do this great transition um, when she wakes up from the dream where the MIDI piano riff is the alarm on her phone waking her up. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I've said it before about a bunch of other stuff, but like I really feel like fifty percent of Fooly Cooly is the pillows. I mean, just like how Star Wars is just John Williams, like. Uh, Fully Cooly is the pillow. Or how uh, Kingdom Hearts is just simple and clean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, people really underestimate that stuff, but it's true. Okay, um, uh, are you excited f- to watch any more of this shit, or are you, or are you dumping it? Uh, no, I think that I am going to watch Alternative. Okay. Um, because, again, I hear they do a... a com- I hear that this one is even more different and trying to do its own thing than the original series or Progressive. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, maybe they take some more risks with this one. I'll give it a shot. If I don't like the first episode of that, then I'll dump it. Sure, sure. That's completely fair. Okay, uh, last one. Fully Cooly era. What other show would you want to see made like a weird reboot like this? Um, uh, I would like to see a a high school romance comedy version of Yu Yu Hakusho a la uh, Full Metal Panic for Mofu. Yeah, or that weird Evangelion spinoff. <laughs> they already did that and it wasn't good. I know, I know. I- I'm assuming that in this hypothetical it would be a good series that I would want to watch. Sure, sure, we can give you that. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, they-, they brought back Tenchi, so, like, that you're already covered there. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> they did that bad from what I heard. I heard that oh, really? Tenchi G- in the- space. The GXP thing? Not good? Yeah, I heard that was bad. Oh, see, this is the curse. This is the fucking curse. Anyway, uh, you got another question? No, that's it. No, that's it. Fully Cooly, that's a, a weird thing that exists. Honestly, it fits into this strange trend we're going through right now where 20 years later, we're just rebooting weird shit. I just saw Scream 6, but we're not going to get into it. It's just a weird trend that we're in right now. We're not really like a, a review or recommendation show, but... Uh, Wait, what? I will recommend... Uh, I will recommend uh, the first episode after reviewing it. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's chill and reset. Whew. Last time, we talked a little bit about uh, stuff we are excited for this spring season, or at least I am. I think you are excited for some of it. At least Hell's Paradise, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've read the first uh, handful of chapters, um, maybe like the first volume Mm -hmm. of the manga. Uh, Excited for the anime. Looking good. Uh, Like the trailer. Oh, it looks fucking good, dude. I I don't want to jinx it, but it looks fucking good. All right. But I wanted to talk about... Uh, some of the stuff that maybe we are uh, not excited for, maybe even dreading. Continuing our absolute fucking hate party, I want to talk a little bit about upcoming Isekai. Oh, that makes me want to get hit by a bus. Yeah, this is the the, uh, suicide fantasy genre. Speaking of being horny for killing yourself. Okay, people don't talk about that enough, but like can we uh, can we just clarify that yeah. Isekai is basically just like a 
a death cult. It is. It is. Isekai manga are a death cult. Yeah, it basically is. It's like the I want to go to sleep forever kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's really fucked up, man. <laughs> it's really fucked up. And we won't even get. I mean, we should really talk about how evil Isekai is at some point. Sorry to judge you. If you're I mean, Isekai enjoyers, are you all right? Do you feel okay? Hit me up in the DMs, man. We can talk it out. Okay. You don't want to go down that road. In the meantime, I I wanted to uh, I wanted to just explore this through. Uh, and have a little bit of fun with it for once because we don't need to get that grim with it. So I prepared uh, a little bit of a watching guide, sort of. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a watching guide, but it's also a little bit of a game because I wanted to have fun with it, you know? So Nate, I've prepared a, a little bit of a game for you. I'm so ready. I want to establish the stakes here because games aren't fun without stakes, right? Is this a death game thing? <laughs> this is as close as to a death game as I can get because... Uh, when you fail a question, you will have to watch the first episode of Anisekai. Are you prepared? Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. There's... Oh, all right. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, this is my trap. What are we calling it? Are we going to call this a uh, bit Isekai Death Game? Yeah, this is the Isekai Death Trap. Uh, <laughs> the Isekai Death Spiral. Isekai Death Spiral. Yeah. yeah. We got there. We got there. Uh, I'm glad I... We got it. I did not tell Nate this before. Beforehand, so he is learning in real time. He is going to have to watch Isekai unless he perfects this fucking game. All right, I got to S rank this yeah, game. Yeah, you got to S rank the game. Now, let me explain it. Uh, I have, All right. we're going to do three rounds. Each round, I'm going to read the title and short description of an upcoming Isekai. Now, mixed into each round of four is one or more fake isekai that I have created. Oh, no. If you can guess the fake isekai or isekais, you will not have to watch an isekai from the set. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Do you understand the rules? I will be reading four and then a description of each, and then I'll have you guess isekai or isekais that are fake. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I, I got the rules. I, I can do this. Okay, put yourself in the right mental space. You're going to have to really get into the mind of an isekai. All of my training has prepared me for this moment. Yes, let's just fucking go right in. All right, so the first block of four. Here's number one in the isekai list. Number one, the aristocrats' otherworldly adventure, colon, serving gods who go too far. After a teenager uh. dies while saving young girls from an attacker, he reincarnates into another world as the third son of an aristocrat and is granted magical cheat-level powers from the gods to help him find love, win battles, and study at his otherworldly magic school. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. next one. All right, number two. I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world, comma, two. A bullied boy named Yuya Tenjo gets a new lease on life after discovering a magic door that allows him to travel between world, his world, excuse me, and a fantasy world where he has magical cheat skills and he can bring whatever he wants back with him from the magical world to uh, Earth. Sounds great. Sounds like a good deal. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, sounds a little bit like uh, um, solo leveling. Sure, sure. Oh, I've... Don't, okay, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> All right, number three. 
That time my useless obsession became a cheat skill that saved my class in the other world. Loner Horotaku Iwakura Mitsumi spends his days wishing his bullies would end up getting killed in a horror movie, suddenly finds his entire class has been transported to a world of endless horror movie tropes. Now he must use all his horror movie trivia knowledge and the courage he didn't know he had to save the very people who shunned him. Not bad, not okay. bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Um, Hold on. One more. Okay. Number four. Summoned to another world for a second time. After being teleported into a fantasy world, a dude gets teleported back into the real world where he starts over as a baby <laughs> and uses his powers to save it from doom and becomes a normie yet again. Uh, all right. That's first right, block. Tough. We've got four really tough great lineup. contenders. I know. I mean, this is tough. I, I understand. Uh, you're going to have to uh, choose which isekai or isekais are the fakes. Wait, hold on. There, there are multiple r wrong answers? There could be or there could not be. I'm not saying which. All right. God I'm, damn it, dude. I'm just going <laughs> to go down the list and you're going to tell me yes or no, right? Fake or not fake. Uh, Ready? Okay. The aristocrats, otherworldly adventure, colon, serving gods who go too far. Fake or not fake? N not fake. Ding, ding, ding. I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world, comma, two. Fake or not fake? Fake. Uh, yeah, that's real. <laughs> no! Oh, no! Okay, number three. That time my useless obsession became a cheat skill that saved my class in the other world. Fake or not fake? Uh, not fake. Ah, uh, that's fake. <laughs> oh, no. God damn. No. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay, number four. Summoned to another world for a second time. Fake or not fake? Not fake. Not fake. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. But you will have to watch the first episode of I Got a Cheat Skill in Another World. It became unrivaled in the real world, comma, two. Oh, no. Ding, ding, uh. ding. Damn it! Okay. All right, you're. I, I swear, I swear that that one uh, was the fake one because you usually suck at, at writing names, <laughs> uh, and and the name in that one sounded fake. Yuya Tenjo. <laughs> yeah, it does not sound good. I'll give you that. Now you have to remember. I don't want to give you hints, but like they do try to come up with really stupid names sometimes on purpose for Isekai. So just keep that in why? mind. Why? Moving forward. I don't know why. Uh, it's just a stupid thing they do. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's that's one episode on, on my roster. You're two, you got you're me. You're two for four here. You're two for four. All right, moving well, on. Well, at least nothing bad happens if I get the fake one wrong. Oh, let's... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That still counts. Uh, I shouldn't have told on myself. Still counts as a wrong answer, my dude. All right, let's do the okay, let's fine. Do block number two. Ready? Okay. All right. All right. Number one. In another world with my smartphone. After a freak accident involving some lightning, 15-year-old Mochizuki Toya wakes up to find himself face-to-face <laughs> -face with God. I am afraid to say that I have made a bit of a blunder, laments the old coot. God says that he can reincarnate Toya into the world of fantasy, and as a bonus, he gets to bring his smartphone. So begins Toya's adventure in a medieval world. Okay, but don't they all get to bring their smartphone with them? Isn't that like a thing? Not if it got knocked out of their hand when the bus hit them. <laughs> all right, number two. Okay, uh, number two. Young age destiny, colon, that time I broke the curse and won back the future. 
An aimless young man with an older woman complex dies after choking alone in his apartment, but wakes up in a fantasy world where magical girls are cursed to die at the age of 16. He has to use his newfound powers- Man, I told you to stay out of my diary. (laughs) He has to use his newfound powers to break the aging curse and save the girls' futures from their terrible fate. Whew. Okay. All right. Number three. Kamikatsu, colon, working for God in a godless world. After being sacrificed, Yukito, the son of a cult leader, is reincarnated into a fantasy world where religion doesn't exist and porn books are akin to a child's doodles. He attempts to create a new god to stop the government's arbitrary death sentences. And, whew, number four. Kuma, 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 bear punch, exclamation point. An otaku girl shut-in downloads an update to her favorite fantasy RPG, only to find herself sucked into the game world for real. She is gifted an OP bear suit from an MMO video game developer that she uses to cheat in the virtual world she has been teleported to. Whew, alright. That is four isekai. Are you ready? Okay. Are you locking in? Yeah. Are you locking in? I think so. Alright, alright. All right, hit me. Number one, in another world with my smartphone. Fake or not fake? Not fake. Ding, ding, ding. Number two. I've heard of that one, so. (laughs) Ah, damn it. Okay, young age destiny. That time I broke the curse and won back the future. Fake or not fake? Uh, Fake. Oh, ding, ding, ding. You got it. Yes. Damn it. (laughs) Give it away. Uh, that one was too verbose. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, I'll remember that for the future. All right. <laughs> Number three. Kamikatsu colon working for God in a godless world. Fake or not fake? Uh, not fake. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, you're doing good yes! this time. You're doing good this time. All right. Kuma, Kuma, Kuma. My power level is growing. Kuma, 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 bear punch. Fake or not fake? Not fake. Oh, ding, ding, ding. You swept. I got him. You swept. I got them all. You got them all. All right. All right. Six for eight. Are you ready? This is the final round. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. I hope this one's a little harder for you. Okay. Number one, my one hit kill sister. As a result of an accident in the real world, a high schooler named Asahi and his older sister with a brother complex are teleported into another world where he discovers that he has the weakest abilities and his sister has overpowered stats and cheat skills. Uh, I'm not commenting on on that yet, (laughs) but I want it to be fake. Uh, Okay, number two. Writing the most powerful song in the fantasy world, comma, how the bard fights to save the kingdom. Ryozo is a struggling musician who is on the verge of giving up his dream of becoming famous. When his band quits on him before a gig, an accident backstage sends him to a fantasy land besieged by a dark lord who has stripped the people of art and culture. Can the young musician use his magical bard skills to help the hero's party put an end to the dark lord's tyranny? Whew. Number two. The reason why Relina ended up at the duke's mansion. When Park, <laughs> when Park Yuna dies in modern-day Korea, she awakens in the body of Relina McMillan, the eldest daughter of a nouveau riche baron. 
However, this is no ordinary Fami, semicolon. It's the exact same one as a novel she has once read. Beloved by her family, it would seem as though she is in a fairy tale, but Relina is far from the main character. In fact, she is a mere plot device whose murder at the hands of her fiancé instigates the entire story. <sighs> Alright, number four. All right, I'm loving this. All right, I think I, I think I got all these. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me the last Monster one. Monster, but wild. Azure, <laughs> Azure is a popular online game that has been active for years, ru- running. I'm a yeah veteran who has is been playing since launch, and I got a huge prize! Exclamation point. After opening the gift, dot dot dot, I was transmigrated into the game as the weakest little monster! Exclamation point. <laughs> All right, are you are you locking in? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh. Okay. All right. Let's go. Number one. Okay. My one hit kill sister. Uh, not fake. Not fake. Ding, ding, ding. It's real. Yeah. All right. I I, I knew that was real because uh, you mentioned uh, older brother complex and <laughs> and only the real stuff gets that. Gross. I would never write that. You don't think I'd go that far? <laughs> no, I don't think you'd go that okay, far. Okay. Okay. Another thing I have to I have to make a note for. <laughs> All right. What are you going to start changing the descriptions of the real shows? What are you talking no, about? No, when I write fake ones, I'm going to make them more realistic. I'm learning and oh, adapting. Okay. All right. All right. Number two, writing the most powerful song in the fantasy world, uh, comma how the bard fights to save the kingdom. Fake or not fake? Fake. Oh, you got it. You got it. Yeah. What gave it away? Uh. uh well, you. I mean, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> You're a huge music nerd, um, and we we were talking about all those music anime a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were reading um, those uh, those uh, little baby uh, young adult books about the bard, Name of the Wind or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was years ago. Uh, fine, fine. All right, you got me there. You got. Me I know there. your tells. You got me there. Yep, I know. All right. I got you clocked now. Number three. I know this is getting easier for you. That's bad. Number three, the reason why Relina ended up at the Duke's mansion. Fake or not fake? Uh, I'm going to say not fake because uh, you read Manwa and I don't, so uh, <laughs> I'm just assuming. <laughs> dig, dig, dig. You got it. That one is not fake. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Korea one might throw you off a little bit because it's like an that's really extra, you know? to kind of uh, mix it up it's a good strategy it almost got me yeah yeah okay all right final all right last one final one monster but wild <laughs> fake or not fake uh fake oh it's not fake <laughs> oh, no. No. oh so close okay. Damn. Oh, you got nine out of 12. Nine out of 12. Nine out of 12. All right. So here's the deal. You have to watch the first episode of... So you have to watch the first episode of I Got a Cheat Skill in Another World and Became Unrivaled in the Real World, comma, two. You will be watching episode one of that and reporting back. Uh, I'm so glad to be doing that instead of, like, uh, interacting with my friends or family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying you uh, can't watch it with anybody else, but you'll probably be too embarrassed to do so. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be sitting in the dark by yourself. 
Okay. Uh, and because you got a fake one wrong, that's a wild card. I will allow you to pick any of the other ones. All right, let's see what we got here. <laughs> uh, I will check out the first episode of Kuma 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 Bear Punch. That actually sounded kind of uh, just a slightly more interesting <laughs> concept than the rest. You could say it. You could say it. <laughs> you like that one. <laughs> All right. And finally, you got the last one wrong. Okay, so I have to watch the... You will have to watch the first episode of Monster But Wild. Damn. Yeah, so two of them where they go into RPGs. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> All right. This is uh, this is going to be not, not a great time for me, I don't think, but I'll do it. I'll abide by the rules of the game because I'm assuming that the uh, collar that you put on me explodes if I don't, right? Absolutely. You will play my games or face death. That's my big flaw. I'm too trusting. I really shouldn't have put on that obviously explosive-looking bomb collar. Uh, that you gave me. I know. Just because it looked like a cute choker. What a sucker. Uh, well, well, I mean, it, it looked like a cute choker, but it just had a piece of firecracker. It just had a tiny firecracker tape to it. <laughs> just enough to get you. Just enough. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm disappointed that I didn't get you for more. Obviously, I need to write lamer sounding isekai. <laughs> Would I do it again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to get into the mindset, dude. Uh, I, I know your tells. You need to get it to more more mainstream in there. Yeah. The music thing really gave you away. It's true. I, I'm going to have to get a little bit more uh, mad lib with it. I'm going to keep that in mind next time I write these these things. Hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear uh, your reporting back on how extremely uh, dark and perverted each one of these shows are uh, and how incredibly grim and sad it is. Uh, I'm very excited. So what we'll do, uh, we'll do a recap uh, next uh, time we do this bit and uh, see how it goes from there. Yeah, I bet yeah. I can S rank it next time. Okay, well, hey, you bring it, I'm going to bring it too. I'm going to make it way, right. way harder next time. You better prepare yourself. I'm going to come at you with all that I have. Yeah, that's right. God damn it. And, uh, hey, you know, best friend, uh, it was great uh, having you sitting on the couch uh, chatting anime. This was really great. And you know what? If you want to watch uh, those shitty anime isekai and uh, kind of join us uh, in the, uh, the suffering, uh, feel free. I think it would be fun. Uh, a little bit of interactivity with the show. Isn't that great? That's like uh, engagement points right there. Oh, we love engagement, people. God, I love engagement. I'm addicted to engagement. If you want to help with our addictions, check us out on places that you find podcasts and other such things. Uh, yeah, definitely do all that kind of thing. I know you will, best friend, because you're very supportive of us. I'm so glad you uh, hung out on the couch with us. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, you know what? We talked about anime this time. That's a pretty big achievement for us. Yeah, it doesn't happen every time. I know. Do you think maybe we'll uh, talk about an anime next time? Uh, I, I think that there's a high likelihood of some anime talk happening. I do, too, because uh, that Hell's Paradise is going to be on April 1st, and I, I'm probably not going to skip that. I'm very excited. Wait, no fooling? Yeah, yeah. That's April Fuck 1st. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So look forward to All that. Right. By the next time you hear us, we will have watched an anime. All right. Until next time, dear listener. Bye.
not going to stop you if you would like to put in effort. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to stop you.